Okay, let's get started with Parshas Kisisa, Tavshin Ayin Zion. And we start off with something very famous, very well known, but I don't think we've ever quoted it in the Parsha Shir in the proper context. Maybe we did, but I just don't remember. But either way, we'll quote it again, and that is the Chavetz Chaim's comment on the Pasuk in Vishamru that we say every Friday night. And we call Shabbos an Os. Uh, we say it. There are so many uh, messages and halachos learned out from that from that uh, little section all about Shabbos. One of the many times that the Torah speaks about Shabbos, but <coughs> which we'll talk about a little bit later. But we'll just start off with the Chafetz Chaim's thought. Shabbos is called an os, right? That's one of the halachic reasons why we don't wear tefillin on Shabbos. Because Shabbos is an os, brismil is an os, all we need are two osos, al-pishnei edem yakum davar, the mefarshim quotes. That's why we don't wear tefillin on Shabbos, because Shabbos is also an os. What makes Shabbos an os? What does that mean, that it is a sign? Says the Chafetz Chaim, uh, in the Chavetz Chaim Ala Torah, and it's also quoted, not this story, the same message is quoted in the Hagdama of the Mishnah Baruch Gimel where the Chavetz Chaim talks about uh, the importance and the uh, significance of Shabbos. Says the Chavetz Chaim, Shabbos nikres b'shem os lahoros lanu al godul inyana, is to teach us and to reflect the amazing character of this mitzvah. L'madav edomeh l'echad mibali malacha u'mizchar. There's a businessman, shemeitzival beisom yibachutz eza os l'man yedu hakol tiv malachta u'mizcharo. There's a businessman, he opens a store, and he wants everybody to see what type of store he has. He puts up a sign outside his store. Moshe's Shoes. That's what it says on the outside of the store. Moshe's Shoes. Chayet Bebigdo, a tailor, sandalo besandalo. Vihine. As long as the sign is on the outside of the store. As long as the sign is there, everybody knows that this person is still around. Moshe's shoes, Moshe's still there. Even if, let's say, at night, or let's say he goes to a simcha, or he travels, he goes on vacation, and Moshe's not there, and the gate is closed, but as long as the sign is there, Everybody knows he's still around, he's still there, there's still, his identification has not been Removed and therefore he's still there. But once the sign comes down, and all of a sudden people look and the sign's no longer uh, st- sitting on top of the store. If the sign is no longer there, it's not just that the gate is down. The sign's no longer there, then Moshe's no longer there. And he must have moved away, he's somewhere else. We don't know where the shoemaker is right now. Shabbos is our sign. Shabbos is our os. Kenu mamish be'inyin Shabbos. Shabbos is the identity. Ki hiha os ha It is the os that testifies. Shashem yisbarach baras ha'olam b'sheisha yamim. V'nach mashvi. Shabbos is the sign that we agree that HaKadosh Baruch Hu created the world in six days and rested on the seventh. V'yigamkin os al ha'ish ha'yisraeli anoseyes neis ha'tiferes ha'zeh al-atzmo. He holds that banner. We wear the banner of Shabbos. When we keep Shabbos, as Dasha will talk about it in a number of thoughts this evening, we testify that Hashem created the world. He created, so he's in charge. We are obligated to do his Ratzon. It is at least 
our identity. It is our os. And therefore, even if, chas v'shalom, we might slip up in other areas of our avodah Hashem, we might have, might have other stains, other averos, it's not as defining as Shabbos. Even if I don't eat kosher all the time, or I do other averis, if I have Shabbos, so I'm still there. It's my identity. Once Chas comes in, it's already removed, and that's why the Gemara Chulin says, and the Rambam quotes it, that if somebody violates other mitzvos, they're still considered. Uh, halachically a Jew. But once somebody's Mechal Shabbos, he's considered a Mumar and Akum Lechol Davar because Shabbos is so defining. Even when we talk about people who are coming back to the fold, we measure it in terms of Shabbos. That is the litmus test. Are they Shomer Shabbos? Right? There are many mitzvahs that we could say. Are they even Shomer Kashrus? But Shomer Shabbos is the one that's defining more than any other mitzvah. And that comes from the Torah. Because the Torah calls it an os, like the we say every every uh, time we say v'shamru osi liolam. We have to recognize that it's our sign. It's like outside the store, the shelet. As long as we have Shabbos, we're still there. Okay, that gets us started talking about Shabbos. We'll get back to Shabbos in a in a, a couple of minutes. But first, let's move on to another section. We know the major uh, quantity of the parsha in the second aliyah is the chet egel. We'll have a thought on the chet egel uh, a little bit later. But first, we have in the first aliyah. <laughs> we have a number of other uh, little sections. We have Maxes Shekel, We have the Kior, the washing of the hands. We have the Shemana Mishcha. We have the Ktores. Read a couple of, and then a list of what Petzal made. A couple of other Inyanim. Let's go to the Kior. Let's go to the Kior. We know the Torah tells us there is a mitzvah to make the Kior and for the Kohanim to wash their hands and feet before they do the Avodah. Hashem says to Moshe in Pasig Yudzayin, V'yasisa Kior Nechoshes. One needs to make a copper kior for washing. Just in case you didn't know what it would be used for. Not all kalim uh, are given a purpose. Here the Torah goes out of its way and says, no. You put it between the oal moed and the mizbeach. That's an interesting placement of the kior. The kiar, one would have thought, would be on the east side of the Mizbeach. The Kohanim come in through Shar Nikonar and up into the, from the east side of the Azara, of the, and then they come in, and then the first thing they hit is the Mizbeach, and then beyond the ramp of the Mizbeach, west of the ramp, is the kiar. And then comes the Oamoe, the Hechel with the, with the Menorah and the Shulchan and the Mizbeach HaKtoris. So that's based on this Pasik. As if to say, don't think that you're just doing this on the way to the Mizbeach, just wash your hands. There's something symbolic about this washing. It's not just results-oriented. Even go beyond the Mizbeach to know that this is also a chalik of the Avoda. And then come back to the Mizbeach. If it would have just been before the Mizbeach, I would have thought, you know, it's just a convenient place. No, it's beyond. As if to say, no, there's something important going on here in itself. Separate from just washing one's hands. We'll see. 
Aaron Akoin and his sons washed their hands and their feet. And the Torah tells us, if the Kohanim do not wash their hands and their feet, they're Chayiv Misa. If they do the Avoda, what is the importance of washing one's hands and feet? The Kohanim, even if they know that their hands and feet are clean, they didn't touch anything Tameh, still they have to wash their hands. And if not, there's a Chiv Misa. It's very serious. What's the message? So Rabbi Lezer Kashtiel, in his Sefer Benefesh HaShabbos, he's one of my daughters, Rabbanim, he's a Rav in uh, Eli, uh, says in his Sefer, in source number two, what's the symbolism of washing of the hands? Mataras atara shalakiyar eno tara mituma. Gamim akonim torim lagamre. Lefnei shem nigashim el Even if they're totally tahar. Lefnei shem nigashim el ha-mikdash. Even if they're totally tahar. Lefnei shem nigashim el ha-mikdash. Even if they're totally tahar. Lefnei shem nigashim el ha-mikdash. What's the point? So explains Rav Kashtiel, it's not just about Tuma and Tahara, but it's a message for us. He doesn't quote it, but I'll add in the Rashba that we've quoted in past years in this context. And that is one of the three reasons we wash our hands in the morning, is because we are like Kohanim before the Avodah. And we have to go to our Kiyar, the Natilos Yadayim we do, because we are, have our own Avodah to do that day. So what's the message? So he continues, There are many activities that we go through in life. Right, there are many mitzvahs that we do, there are many activities, there are many ideas. All good things. But life can't just be about getting it done. Life can't be about just doing it by rote. His kadshus he lihios mirukaz. You know what? Lekadesh, to sanctify, it means to focus. It means to realize what I'm about to do. So much of life, if we would just do that, so many of the activities that we do would be more meaningful. If we take a moment to, so to speak, wash our hands and feet, to be Mekadesh Adayim Raglam, before we put on tefillin, before we make a bracha, before we do anything, our, what do you mean we're clean? No, no, no. Kiddush Adayim Raglam. We have to become sanctified. We have to become focused. L'chavein. L'kadesh yadayim v'raglayim. What does that mean? Klomer, l'yaid. Remember, hands and feet symbolize like our whole essence. Our hands are the highest place. If we hold our hands up in the air, that's the highest that we can reach, and our feet are at the bottom. So that the hands and the feet represent the two edges of who we are, our whole essence. Klomer. L'yaid yi'ud chad mashma'i ve'elyon et kochos wa'asiyah v'atnua to make sure that it's clear our actions, our movements, etza machshavos, etza ishiyos, to ourselves, not just to others. Liz takel al atzmeinu valiros, shapanim v'achutz shalonu shavim zehin. Our inside and our outside are on the same wavelength. Often our outside is on a mitzvah wavelength, but our inside is not. Our brain is somewhere else, even though we're doing the mitzvah. Hamayim hazormim bekiyor, the water that flows through the kiyor. Mivatim et hazrimah ha-tahorah, pure flow. A pure, clean, natural flow. That's what needs to happen. Flowing from our insides to our outsides. We are clean. When we're about to do our avoda, when the Kohanim are going to do their avoda, they have to be Mekadosh Yadayim And to try to be like David HaMelech. What did David HaMelech say? 
Leod Bari Levav, line 15. David HaMelech Mitaer and Misha Roy Lalos El HaRashem. Nekid Kapayim Uvar Levav. Lo Rakibum Uvan Azeshu Lo Asam Asam Shliliyim. Not just Surmerah, but a tremendous focus on the Asay Tov to make sure I am focused and I am ready to go do the avoda, and he even adds avarnu towards the bottom, line twenty-one. As yemei apurim b'simcha, now that purim is behind us, and we're shloshim yom lefnei achag, anach v'holchem v'tzoadim lekras yemei achiras yemei apesach. We're getting into the tkufa of the big clean, the big nikayon, and the first place we have to start is within ourselves. The first place we have to be makadesh kiddush adayim v'raglayim is not just the chametz, but it's the saor shebeisa. It's what's inside of us. Ikara nikayon, ikara tara, ikara kior, hu halev. Right, the ikar is the inside. Hakioru bani mimaros. And as we know from our parsha, the kior is built from mirrors. Every time the Kohanim went to the kior, they saw themselves. And maybe they looked inside themselves. Am I ready to do this? Am I focused on the avoda? That's why it was a mirror. List takel alamara odpam odpam Right? Maybe we could think about this in the morning when we go wash our hands and we look in the mirror. We have to look within ourselves and make sure we're ready for the next day. We're ready to thank Hakadosh Baruch Hu for giving us another day. Right? Rabba emuna secha. He has emuna in us to give us another day, and that's the focus and the message and the symbolism of the kiyar. And again, maybe that's why it's on the other side of the Mizbeach, to show that this is also part of the Avoda. It's not just about getting one's hands washed, but this is to be Makadish Yodayim Raglayim. That is the message that we have to take with us throughout our mitzvos that we do. Okay. Let's get back to Shabbos as we continue straight in the, in the Parsha. So let's read a couple of Sukkim that we might be familiar with and try to see a parallel or a difference between them. Now we're in Paraglam at Aleph. Pasuk Yud Gimel, right towards the end of the parak, before Vishamru. By Omer Hashem El Moshe Limar, Viatad Abrael Bnei Yisrael Limar, Acha Shabsos Aitishmoru. Keep my Shabsos. Kiosi Bnei Yovei Nechem Ladarosechem, Ladaski Anishem Kadishchem. It's a sign between me and you for generations to know that I sanctified you. Ushmar Demel Shabbos Ki Kodesh Yilachem. Achalemos Yumas. Sheishes Yom Tazem Alacha. It's repeated a number of times over and over again. Ask the briskarav. Why do we have in Pasuk Yud Gimel a double word meaning Shabbos? Shabsosai Tishmoru, a plural. Keep my Shabbosos. Right, the Minagad Yisrael by Mincha on Shabbos is to say Shabsos Kachacha. Right, because it's parallel to Vam. Va, vo, vam, the three Shemona Esrays that we say on Shabbos. So the Minag is to say Shabsos. So here it's the double Shabsos, while later on, it's a single one. Pasuk Tezvav. Okay, that's still one Shabbos. It's a super Shabbos, but it's still one Shabbos. And as we have in in uh, Vishamru as well, Vishamru Ben Yisrael is a Shabbos. Lasos is a Shabbos. Lodorosamber is Olam. Only first in the first pasuk, pasuk Yud Gimel, we have the double lashon of Shabbososai. Says the Briskarav. Says the Grizz here in source number three. These Psukim, if we read them closely and carefully. He says there are two messages and elements of Shabbos that are being discussed. One is a very unique message about Shabbos, and one might be shared with other holy days. Says the Grizz, Yesh Lomar, Regarding Shabbos, there are two elements that we have to focus on. Chada, 
Number one, as we say in Kiddush, Shabbos is Zecher Yitzias Mitzrayim. Ashihi Yisod Lebechiras Kudushas Yisrael, which is the Yisod of the chosenness and the sanctity of Klai Yisrael. Kiddush Siv Asher Otzis Yischameres Mitzrayim Lios Lachem Evaksiv Hamalas Chameres Mitzrayim Lios Lachem Viisem Kedoshim Ki Kadosh Ani Vaod Bekama Makomos. The first message of Shabbos is that Hashem is the not only the creator, but he is the mashkiach. He is always involved in everything that happens in the world. Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim, we saw that in an extreme way. But that is the first message of Shabbos. Shabbos is the continuous goings-on of the world. Mechadish b'chol yom tamid. But it's the continuous, not the original. V'zehu gamkein ha'amur And that's what the Pasuk says in the, in the Pasuk Yud Gimel. Ki osi beiniyu beineichem. I am Hashem who sanctify you. He is involved in the world. He is involved in the Jewish, Jewish world. The lives of Klal Yisrael, Matan Torah, Maimet Har Sinai, and continuing the protection of Klal Yisrael throughout the thousands of generations. That's the first element of Shabbos. Shows Hashem sanctifies us, which is something unique. That is the first element of Shabbos. That's Pasuk Yud Gimel. V'shenis, of course, the more obvious message, is zecher to creation, to Briyasa Olam. And that's later on in this Pasuk, Pasuk Tezvav. The first part in Pasuk Yud Gimel, it says nothing about six days one shall work and on the seventh rest. Nothing, nothing about that. It just says, It's a sign between me and you, me and you, meaning Hashem and Klal Yisrael, the special matana that the Shabbos is. Later on in Pazik Tezvav, we have the second element of Shabbos, which is Zeichel And that's why it says there, Says the Briskarav, the first element of Shabbos is not unique to Shabbos. The fact that Hashem took us out of Mitzrayim and Shabbos is Zecher Leitzias Mitzrayim, Shabbos shares that with all the holy days of the year. They all reflect the special connection that Hashem has with us. Right? We don't wait till on Yantaf either. Because they're all considered Shabbos, and that, says the Grizz, is why the first Pasuk, in Pasuk Yud Gimel, it says Shabsosai, in plural. Because that first element of Shabbos, as it's discussed there, is inclusive of all Shabbos and all Chagim. He quotes a Rashi in Erevin. He doesn't quote it, but look at the Rambam. The Rambam, obviously, once we see the Biskarov, the Rambam obviously got a certain phrase from this Pasuk. The Rambam says in the next source, source 4, skip there for a moment. Just like we make Kiddush and Havdalah on Shabbos, and the Rambam holds both of those are Da'oraisa. The Rambam holds that Havdalah is also part of the mitzvah's assay of Zohar, Yom Shabbos Lakacho to cordon off Shabbos, so to the mitzvah of Kiddush and Avdala on Yantif. Where do you get that from? Says the Rambam. Shekulam Shabsos Hashem 
They are all Shabsos Hashem. Where does Rabbi get that from? Well, according to the Briska Rav, it's obvious. Our Pasek. Shabsosai Tishmaru. That's not only including Shabbos. That's the Zecher Liyetzias Mitzrayim part of Shabbos. And that Shabbos shares with the other holy days. And that's why the Rav says Shabsos Hashem because of this Pasek. Shabsosai Tishmaru. Back to the Grizz. The second part of Shabbos, though, is unique. Zechel HaMaisa Bracious. Line six now on the left side. Ulahachi, Gabi Osa Rishon Ksiv Eshabsosai Lashon HaKol HaGam Yamim Tovim. Aval Baha Osa Sheni, Shu Zichron HaMaisa Bracious Ksiv Eshashabbos. To Hurak B'Shabbos Bracious Levad, that's unique to Shabbos Bracious, what we call Shabbos. Pesach is not Zechel HaMaisa Bracious. Shmuel Sukkis, Yom Kippur, is not Zechel HaMaisa Bracious. Only Shabbos Bracious, as it's called, is Zechel HaMaisa Bracious. That's a unique element of Shabbos. And that is why it says Shabbos in Pasuk Tezvav and Shabsosai, the plural, in the earlier Pasuk, because that is included in the other Chakim. Okay, number one. We're going to have three points relating to the Shabbos issue here. Next thought. Source number five. So the Pasuk says, Shabsosai Tishmoru. Let's read the Pasuk again, because we're going to do the Gemara on it now. It is a sign. To know that Hashem sanctifies us. Says the Gemara in Shabbos, a similar Gemara in Masechah's Beitzah, if you look source number five, the line number four. Somebody gives a present to their friend, they have to let them know. And that's HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Gave us Shabbos and he let us know. Amar Kadosh Baruch Hu Lemoshe Matam Anatova Yeshli Bebeis Kenazai V'Shabbos Shema. I have a great gift in my treasure house. It's Shabbos and I'm giving it to you. Says the Kadosh Baruch Hu. Says the Oiv Yisrael. Says the Aptarav. Known for his Avas Yisrael. So Shabbos is known as a Matana. So what does that mean for us? Okay, it's a gift. Amazing. We love it. But is there something deeper that we have to recognize about Shabbos being a Matana? Says the Oev Yisrael. Uba Vadai, line 7. Hamatana Tova Shal Shabbos Ratzalomar. There are two points. There's a larger piece, but I just gave the, the first two points. Uba Vadai Hamatana Tova Shal Shabbos Ratzalomar Ha'or Vakdusha Atsuma. Asha Yoi Milamal Doklibos Bnei Adam Yama Shabbos. The great holy light that goes into our hearts on Shabbos. Kodesh. Unbelievable feelings coming from heaven. Line 16. Every smart thinking person has to recognize. We have the entire week to recognize that it's a matana that Hashem gives to us. And we need to prepare for it. Kamo, and he quotes, like the Arachayim HaKadosh says on this Pasuk, V'yaviv shamar asadavar. What does Rashi say there in Parshas Vayeshev? V'aviv shamar asadavar, Yoshiv v'mitzapem osayavo. Waiting expectantly. When's it going to come? When's it going to come? If you know we're going to get, if we know we're going to get an unbelievable gift. If a child knows that a parent's going to give them a gift, they can't wait till that gift comes. Younger children, you know, can't wait till Hanukkah. Why? They get a gift on Hanukkah. They can't wait till my birthday. They look forward to it because they know they're going to get a gift. So step one is to recognize that Shabbos is a gift and therefore to yearn for it, to strive, to, to, to be ready for it. Line 20. 
Lamatona Chamuda Zu Agnuza Bobiyama Shabbos. First intellectually to know it's a matana and then hopefully it will um, you know uh, sink in that it is a matana. So we need a lot of preparation for this. Top of the second column. Kivadai Boyachonarabo. Right, we need a lot of achana in order to get the proper, be the proper receptacle for Shabbos. So number one is that Shabbos is a matana. We need to recognize that. But then there's another element. As much as we prepare, as much as we get ready and look forward to kedusha Shabbos, as much as we do, and then we have an unbelievable experience on Shabbos. We need to recognize that the experience didn't happen purely because we prepared for it. At the end of the day, as much as we do, that's just to make it possible. But ultimately, whatever we get out of Shabbos is a gift from Hashem. We need to recognize it and therefore get ready for it. But even at the end, when we have an unbelievable, holy, inspiring Shabbos, Be'ezus Hashem, we have to recognize that it's, it's all mi'ito. Line 10. We get ready. We say the yom with kavana. A person shouldn't think you. You know, it's, it's magili. I prepared. I deserve to have a very, you know, this type of Shabbos. Right? It's, no. It's all a matana. Even if we prepare everything, it's viewed, it needs to be viewed as matnas chinam. It's but we have to prepare, but even with the preparing, we can't think of it. Oh, I did my hishtalos, so now this is the totsos that I I'm going to get. It's up to Hashem whether to give us the totsos. We have to at least give the potential for us to gain, to be the clay kibble, which if we don't do that, then we're not going to have anything. But even if we do that, we have to recognize that it's all from Hashem. It's all special. Uh, matana, and that's the Gemara. Matana tova yeshli We have to recognize that it is this, it is this matana. Okay. And finally, the last message related to the Psukim of Shabbos. Page number six, a very special thought from Rabbi Yisrael Salanter. Surah number six, it's quoted in the Chachmas HaMatzpah, which is a collection of various um, Bali Musr thoughts. And he bases it on a Rashi. We didn't do a Rashi yet. Rashi tells us on the word Ach. Right? Pasuk Yudbeis, Ach, Eshapsosai What is Ach? Ach is always a miut. Ach is excluding. Says Rashi. Even if somebody is very zariz and acting with, with a zrizus and alacrity to do the malacha, to build the mishkan. Shabbos al titcha mi paneha. Don't think you're going to push off Shabbos. Don't think that binyan mishkan is going to be docha Shabbos. Kolachen barakin miutin lomait Shabbos bimalachaz mishkan. Can't build a mishkan on Shabbos. That is the Ach here learned out in the Pasuk. That's what the, right in the first paragraph, he summarizes it. Asks Rabbi Sorol Salanter, why Dafka does the Torah give us the message here that basically mitzvah 
you can't, you know, violate. You know, sometimes we have the principle of asi Yes, that's true. But unless we know otherwise, we got to be careful. We can't rely on that. And it's a mitzvah of Why dafke here? Does the Torah give us this lesson? He could, he, we could get the lesson in other contexts as well. Yitachain. Line three. It's possible that a person can be involved in an unbelievable mitzvah of Basuli Mikdash Vashakanti Basokhan Binyan Besa Mikdash Vial Osa Sha'a Yutsrichim Lahazhiro Shalolakalasa Shabbos. And Dafka there, when he's involved in this huge mitzvah, Dafka there, we need to hear the message. Don't be Machal Shabbos. Why? Why did Dafka do we need that? So he starts off first quoting <coughs> the Mesulas Yasharim. And then we get into Rabbi Yisrael Salanter. The Mesulah Sicharim in Parak Yud, I think that's the biggest parak in the, uh, in the whole Sefer. Parak Yud is Midas Anakius. He ayos adam naki. We have to be clean. What does clean mean? Lo daid mimashahachit bo mefursam vegalui. Not just to be clean from not doing averis. That's zahirus. That's earlier. Elagam ke mimashalev nifte bo laoros heterbedavar. Even sometimes when we're involved in something good. But we might be more a hetter in terms of cutting some corners. We might be saying, You gotta work very hard to be completely clean. Nucky. The big Averis, okay. We know to stay away. But it's the diktuk in the little of in the little Averis, so to speak. Or, we shouldn't call them little. When we're involved in other things, that's when we have to really know what we're doing. And here it is, says Yisrael Salanter, such a sharp and important thought for all of us. And for many out there. Yisrael Salanter Chidesh. She'yeshna negiyah shal tzidkus. There's a subjective way that we might view things thinking that we're righteous. Thinking that we're at tzaddik. And it is so dangerous, says Rabbi Yisrael Salanter. You have a storekeeper who's, let's say, an old-fashioned Amharetz, not so knowledgeable, not so Talmudic. He goes through his job. He knows he has sins. He knows he has things to work on. Not so dangerous if somebody does... Averis Gemuros, so to speak, he knows it's wrong, and he has a from them. But hopefully, eventually, they'll come around. But when a person is not involved in one of those Averis, let's say a person is involved in a great mitzvah, that's the danger. Says of Yisrael, line thirty-six. I'm running to a shear, and you know what? I run into somebody. Oh well, well, I'm running into a shear. They should get out of my way. Because I'm running to a shir. I could destroy the world on my way. I can't say hello to somebody on the street because I'm running to a shir. I know that I'm not allowed to hurt anybody. Ah, but in this context, obviously I'm right. Somebody's involved in a great uh, mitzvah, then all, everything else is mutter. And he says, the greater the mitzvah, the greater the danger. The more one is accomplishing.
He says, unbelievable, scary. You could have somebody who all day he's giving shiurim and he has thousands of talmidim. He's doing mitzvos. He's doing mitzvos. And what happens? He's not as makbid on lashon hara, rechilus. But Allah, what? It's all toeles. It's all you know what I do all day. And it could be that somebody pashut who's not involved in all these mitzvahs, he's more makbid because he realizes it's wrong. And there's no self-righteous explanation. Second column on line nine. We're doing a great mitzvah. B'nai Yisrael, we're doing an unbelievable mitzvah. Binyan HaMishkan. Building a house for God. You don't get better than that. Hashem Shechin is going to rest on this world. Shabbos? Okay, Shabbos. We're building a Mishkan. Don't bother me with Shabbos. No, no, no. Bother me with Shabbos. Binyan HaMishkan is not Docha Shabbos. Right? Mitzvos are in Docha Averos. Right? We can't push off one part of our Avodah Hashem because of another part of our Avodah Hashem. She'ikar ha'zehirus sarech adam li'zar hu me'osam ha'oskem b'mitzvos. Adam pashur e'no mesukan kol kach. Ke'enes ha'ko matzui. Take your hezek as when we're involved in all good. We're involved in chesed. We're involved in Torah. We have to make sure like the Gemara says, Yafash page for myself and Yamash page for myself. We have to make sure that we're not blind in this area. And then he quotes such a sharp idea to explain a Mishnah that we all know, but it's so Rabbi Yisrael Salanter. It's a Mishnah that we will never look at in the same way once we see his Pshat. The Mishnah tells us in Mesechus Avos, as we know, Kol Machlokeshi Lushem Shamayim, Sovel is Kayim. A Machlokesh Lushem Shamayim, that's going to be Miskayim and that's Hilo Vishamai. Shalom Lushem Shamayim, Korach Vadoso. Okay. But so Salanter gives a different, totally different Pshat. Kol Machlokes. Shehil l'shem shamayim. If there's an argument and people are doing it in the name of God, l'shem shamayim, they think that they're doing what God wants. Sofel is kain. That machlokas is never going to end. That's going to be. That's so hard to break that type of machlokas, because the parties feel that they're so right in the name of God. Shalom l'shem shamayim. They're not doing it in the name of God. Right? Ain't so this kind. Eventually, they'll they'll figure out and they'll and somebody will give it exactly the opposite of what we usually thought. Unbelievable. Kol machlokas yilushem shemayim sofel eskayim kishan hashem pshutim natsim mis mis pashrim beinayim benakel. Okay, they make up eventually. Mis kodetim ksas v'acharei zman ma hakol makomo yavo b'shalom. You can hope for shalom, but when people are having a religious argument and somebody who's totally misrepresenting religion, but they think they they are representing religion. In the name of God, Rahman al-Islam, we see what other religions do, you know, in the name of God, in terms of giving their own life in the name of God. But Rahman al-Islam, even within our religion, sometimes we have those, and we are, we do things in the name of, of, of God. I'm doing a great thing. Whether I'm doing the great thing or I'm not even doing the great thing, those are the most dangerous. I think everything's butter because I'm in the right. I could, I could, uh, be mazik people and I could, uh, you know, do things that, 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 that Sibur, and my tzibur and everybody is affected. Rahman al-Islam, we have to be so careful 
to make sure that we we ask our leaders and we ask ourselves, you know, are we doing something that's a mitzvah that not doesn't is not really you know, fulfilling every prat of the Nikios that the Mesul Sisharam talks about in Paragud. We have to make sure. But Dafka, Binyan Amishkan, no Chil Shabbos. No, there's no greater mitzvah that any of us are involved in today than Binyan Amishkan. And Shabbos is not Nitzchah because of that. Okay. Moving right along. We get into now, we have to talk a little bit, almost at the Egel, but right before. Last Pasuk, right before the story of the Egel starts. This is like an introduction to the Egel. The Pasuk tells us, Hashem gives to Moshe, when he finished talking to him, at our Sinai, the two Luchos. Luchas Eving Sufim Betzba Elokim. Right, these are the first Luchos, Etzba Elokim. Simple question, if we read this Pasuk. Let's translate the Pasuk, and the question will scream out at us. Hashem gave to Moshe, when he finished talking to him, at Harsinai, the two luchos, ksuvim be'elokim. Right, all of us will remember from our, our uh, elementary school grammar days that there are misplaced phrases in the psukim. When you have the background to a phrase, you don't put that in the middle of the, of the sentence. You either put it at the beginning or at the end. So here, the background is, k'chalosolodaberito. When he finished, the Pasuk should have said, when he, when Hashem finished talking to him, he gave Moshe the Luchos. No. What does the Pasuk say? Or, he gave Moshe the Luchos when he finished talking to him. But the Pasuk says, he gave to Moshe, when he finished talking to him, the two Luchos. As if it's stuck in the middle. Why is that? Ask Schwab, source 7. Right, just, by the way, it's, just wanted to let you know when this take, took place. In the middle of the Pasuk. It should be either beforehand or afterwards. Shorof Schwab relates this to a Gemara that we've quoted in various contexts, and that's the Gemara in Shabbos Peches. When Moshe Rabbeinu went up to Harsinai to get the Torah. We know the Gemara. Moshe Rabbeinu goes up, line 9. The Malachim say, what? You're giving the Torah to Moshe Rabbeinu to humans? No way. We want the Torah. We don't... Right, we don't uh, say it's okay. Leave it in heaven. Baruch says to Moshe, give him an answer. Remember what the Gemara says, it's Vachulu, but you can't forget that Vachulu. So Hashem, Moshe says, I'm scared. Hashem says, don't worry, hold on to the Kisiyah Kavit and give them an answer. Which is like, okay. So he goes on to the Kisiyah Kavit and then starts going through each of the Aseris Adibros. Right? Right? Do you, do you have parents? Do you get jealous of each other? Right? Do you steal from each other that you're going to have to swear? Do you, yet had a tough week. Gavriel, you had a busy week this week. You need to rest on Shabbos. Right? Goes through all of them. And as we know, the Malachim said, fine. 19, And the famous question on this Gemara is, what was the Havamina of the Malachim? But what did Moshe teach them? Moshe just quoted them, Sukkim and Chomish. So what, what did the Malachim not know originally that they said, you know, we want the Torah. That Moshe had to be machadish to them. Oh, oh, you're right. Many pshatim given. Let's see what Rav Schwab says. Line 25. In reality, the Torah is Shaykh to oral worlds. 
Right? The Gemara tells us in two places the Torah was one of seven things created before the world was created. Right? Psachim and Adari. The Torah is shaykh to all worlds. It's just that its uh, understanding, its essence will change based on which world it exists in. Just like in this world. Even in our world, there are different levels of the mitzvahs. For example, lo sirtzach. Lo sirtzach means don't kill. But we know, lo sirtzach also includes don't embarrass. Hamal v'prechaver barabim is also lo sirtzach. Azil sumka. Ha'admim v'shebefan v'alechaz v'azi chivra. Halav nunispa. I moved his blood. That's also murder in a sense. That's a higher level. Or if I cause someone to sin, that's even worse than killing them. Remember that from Rashi and Parshas Kiseitse, comparing Ammon and Moab and Mitzri. I cause someone to sin, I'm called a murderer. Though I didn't touch his body. And we continue. The Gemara says that Tamar Chacham, that shouldn't be passing, that gives a wrong psak, is also a murderer. Atsugim Again, a more daka stick of understanding of murder. That's just one example. Umina, towards the bottom. Shagam ba'olamim shalamalachim shayachim in Torah. Even in the world of the angels, the Torah is shayach. It would just have different understanding than it does in this world. Bibichinos hamiyuchados lamadrikasam avodosam. And that's why the Malachim wanted it. The Malachim said, keep the, the, the Torah Shaykh to this world too, so it can be understood in a certain way, so why can't you keep it here? What does Hashem answer? No, no, no. Adaraba. I don't want most, you know, heavenly understanding. I want all the understandings. The lowliest understandings, even basic murder. I want included in the Torah, not just the most spiritual understandings. And that's why it has to go to human beings. What's the lowest level? The Pashup Shat. That's not the, that's the lowest level from the Malachim's point of view. But it's the most basic level from our point of view, right? That's the first most basic level how we have to understand Psukim. Says the Mayan Besa Shoeva says Rev Schwab, now maybe we can understand this Pasik. Because what happens? Moshe. He gives it to Moshe. Remember this is Omachlokas happening in Shamayim. Kichalosulodaberito. Hashem told him all of the understandings, all the way to the last one. Kichaloso, when he finished, that's why it's going down. That's why it's going down to earth. Because Kichalosulodaberito. That's not just a background. That's, that phrase is explaining why Hashem chooses to give the Torah to human beings. Because I want it to be fulfilled on all of its levels. Even the lowliest of levels, the most human, mundane level. V'chein, let's read it. Line 7. Yesh lefaresh. Shalom an Moshe v'pi ha'kadosh baruch hu. Kol adinah baliyasu l'marom. Moshe learned all the levels. Shehizchil lahavin lahaskil b'dini ha'torah. Heichel mimakarim shalatvarim. He learned the heavenly understandings and he kept going down, 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 down until he got to the Pashup Shat. And kechalosolu daberito. Kishihigiyel ha'madrega tachtona shabshuti adinah balamazeh. Then it's time. To emphasize that, it goes in the middle of the Pasuk. 
Shizmana Nesino Ayakalo Solo Deberito. Kadeshineda so that we know Shadesinas Aluchos who Ashlava Acharon Bimisiras Atar Mekarishbarakulamosh. Good. But then Rav Schwab adds on, maybe all this is alluded to in Sukim that we say every single day. And maybe we never thought of the continuation of the Psukim. At the end of one of the Halalukas, Kufmem Zayin, we describe HaKadosh Baruch Hu as the ultimate, capital W, weatherman. HaKadosh Baruch Hu in charge of the weather. Right? That's, uh, whatever the weather pattern is, he's behind it. He sends his Imra to the land. What does that mean? He sends snow as fleece. He throws his karach, his ice, like little pieces. Who could stand in front of his cold? The winds and the water. And that goes right into the Torah. He gives his Torah to Yaakov and Yisrael. Right, that, by the way, if you remember, is the, one of the sources that a Jew is not allowed to teach a non-Jew Torah. What does that have to do with the previous psukim? First, the psukim talk about how Hashem is in charge of the weather and the snow and the cold and the, ri- and the ice and the wind. And then Hashem gives us the Torah also. What's the Hemshech psukim? What is David HaMelech trying to explain to us? Says Rosh Schwab, the Hine line 28. Earth cannot handle the frigid air or cold that is in the upper atmospheres. Right? When it's in the heavens or the heat, when it's all the way up there in the heavens, we wouldn't be able to survive. The earth would burn up or the earth would freeze. But what happens? As it gets down into our atmosphere, slowly, slowly, HaKadosh Baruch Hu makes it become diluted and become diluted, and become diluted until it becomes a form that we can handle in the snow and the rain and the wind that we have. Just like we can't handle the, the source of the weather, let's call it, so too we can't handle the source of the Torah, the heavenly, angelic understandings of the Torah that is not for us, that, that we can't fathom. That's the parallel. Hashem dilutes and softens the ice and the snow. He gives it, he sends it in a way that our atmosphere and environment can handle it. Because if he wouldn't, what does the Pazik say? We can't handle it. Who can handle it? Who, who can stand in front of HaKadosh Baruch Hu's cold? comes water. That's exactly what Kodesh Baruch Hu did with the Torah. What did we just say? We have all the different understandings, but the one that we got, the Torah was filtered down into a way that we can understand it. It no longer says, maybe in a deeper way it does, but we don't understand it as, as the Ramban says in Akdama, Shmosef Shalak Kodesh Baruch Hu, it doesn't say that. It says, lo sirza, lo sinaf, lo signaf. It says actions. It gives us pashup shot. And in that way, we're able to understand and follow the Torah. But that all started with, kechalosolo daberito is right in the middle of the, of the Pasuk. Okay. Two more thoughts for uh, the evening. We have to say something about the Chet Ego. We have to, we can't like gloss over it totally. We've discussed it at length in previous years. One thought, two thoughts on the Ego. 
Let's go first to Paraklamid Bay's in the beginning, the beginning of the whole story. What happens? Moshe's late. Boshi's Moshe Lebedes Menahar. So they come to Aaron. And Moshe, where's, where's Moshe? Aaron says, okay, give me your jewelry. Again, trying to delay. Parku nizme azav asher ba'aznei nishechem b'neichem unosechem avivu elai. Give me all the jewelry. Vayisparku kolamis nizme azahav vayivil Aaron. Aaron brought it. Great. What did Aaron do? Vayikach mi adam. He took it from them. Vayatsar oso b'cheret. And he puts it all together. Rashi quotes a couple of shatim. What does that mean? Does it mean he tied it together? He put it all together some way. Vayaseyu egamasecha. And the eagle came out. Rachman al-Itzlan. Asks, if you look here in the Sefer, Lachzos b'noam Hashem. Of course, the Sefer, Mitzias Yitzchak. Not sure who that is. But he says, why did Aaron put it all together? He asks, Harei adiv shakesef lo yetzorur. Shebekach yitachin v'yiplu kama chatich ha-shozah baderach v'yipachuz avodazorah. If you put it all together, you have a big, fat eagle. Right, maybe separate a little? Isn't it like less chil Hashem? Wouldn't it be better if there were like little things? Not like this huge one that you put all the gold in. Whatever's going to happen, it's all together now. Isn't that worse? Says the Sefer, Metzias Yitzchak, no, no, no. You learn from here, a Musar Haskel that Aaron Cohen was teaching us. Even if a Jew and Jews are so far away that they're being over of a Zara or something like it, if they're ba'achtus, it can never be bad and it can always help. If they're dancing around an ego, at least let it only be one ego. At least they're not fighting over which ego is better. Right? Oh, that's, right, the big joke. There are always two egos in every town. One ego that I go to, one ego that I don't go to. Right? But one ego. At least they'll have that, says Aaron Akoi. Afilu kashi Yisrael ovdim avodazara. Tishror b'neiem achtus v'yelahem rakegel echad lo od kama agolam ketanim paderech u'bekach tabol emschusah achtus shebekochal atzila filos od mavodazara. We discussed this at length, if you remember, a couple of weeks ago. Parshas b'shalach on the pasuk v'amayim lehem choma. We discussed the meshachachma there that spoke about achav and versus uh, versus david and others. The the chet uh, egel versus the chet of the meraglim, but egel. There was Achtus. What happened to the Duramabal? They were fighting with each other. Destroy. Nimchu Kalil. They were all together. They were Apikarsim. But they were at Achtus. They weren't destroyed. They were just scattered. He even quotes a Pasuk in Hosea, but then he even gives a Mashal. Beautiful Mashal. To see the power of Achtus, that even over there, over Avera. Tuma Shalom. Chevel, first he says, a rope. Line 15. Chevel asuimi harbei chutim. Kol chut v'chukshu b'fri'atzmo efshalakari. You have a little string. You can rip the string apart. You put the string together with a hundred other strings. You have a big rope. Can't do anything with it. It's thick. It's strong. And then he quotes on the, uh, the story about the Abba. Al Abba echad shalof nation iftar karalas harazbanov. Somebody on their deathbed calls his sons together and says, kids, please don't fight. Stay together. And even after, the, after I die, says the man, you should be Shomer on the Achtos. To crystallize and concretize it for them. He picks up a reed and asks one of his kids, could you break this? Sure. He broke it. 
He took ten reeds and put them together. Could you break it? No. Because when you're together, you can't be broken. The father told the children. Life can break you. But if you're all together, life cannot. If you're all together, then you get through it together. Even the, the waves and the vicissitudes of life, you know, one could, one could get through. And finally, all the way at the end, not really related to the Egel, but as a result of the Egel and the Lucho Shneos, we have at the end of the parsha, Perak Lamed Dalid, Pasik Lamed. All the way at the end, what happens? Moshe Rabbeinu is coming down from the mountain with the, with the second set of Luchos. Moshe did not realize that his face was shining. Vayar Aharon v'chol b'nei Yisrael as Moshe, Aaron and the Yisrael saw Moshe, v'hinei Karan Arpanav. His face was shining. Vayur migesh aseilav. And they feared from going near him. If we read these two psukim, it sounds a little verbose. Pasuk could have been a little shorter. The first pasuk, Pasuk Haftes says, Moshe came down from the mountain, his face was shining, he didn't realize it. What does the next pasuk say? Aaron and B'nai Yisrael saw Moshe, and they saw that his face was shining, and they were scared to go near him. Why didn't just, The first pasuk already says his face was shining. Why didn't the next Pazak just say they couldn't go near him? It would have been self-understood. The Pazak seems to be emphasizing they looked at him. Like they wanted to look at him and they couldn't. What's the emphasis of that extra part of the Pazak? Right, and Rashi even quotes. What does Rashi quote? Bo kama gedola kocha shalavera. Right, see the, the, the strength of what an Avera does. Before the Chet Egel, they saw Kadesh Baruch Hu Sinai. And what happens afterwards? They couldn't even handle looking at Moshe Rabbeinu. So what exactly is the message of this extra pasuk? Just say they couldn't look at him. What's the message of looking and then not looking? So it says the Yam Simcha here in line 17, 18. There's a special message here. Why they want to, they wanted to look at Moshe. Why they want to look at Moshe? Says the Gemara in Erevin. What does it mean? The Gemara says, and the Achronim expand on this, or Shimon Shkup writes about this in the Kakdama of the Shar Yosher. The first Luchos, if we would have had the first Luchos, we never would have forgotten Torah. We would have thought it, learned it, and had it. That's at Spelokim. The divine never leaves. So we would have learned it. Done. Finished. That's all we need. But they were broken. Second Luchos brought with it. Shichacha. Forgetting. So the Luchos are broken. So now, Klai Yisrael, we, they, they felt, they realized the, the new reality. Shichacha. There are many Eitzos that Chazal give to help memory. There's a whole kuntris that Rav Chaim Kinevsky, as you might have guessed, put together with all of the Midrashim and Gemaras and Chazals, all the things that are good for, for memory. In the Siyah Chasadeh, he writes kuntris al and he has that. And he has all different, uh, all of the different Chazals, but one of them is Re'iyas Pnei Tzadik, Mo'al Zikaron. Seeing the face of your Rebbe of a great Tzadik, that itself is great for Zikaron. Right, the Gemara, there's a Medrash, right, based on the Psukim. David was called, uh, Tov Roi, David Amalek. What is Tov Roi? The Medrash says, whoever saw David 
was unbelievably inspired just to do mitzvot. Just seeing him. And they, he remembered his learning. Says the Yam Simcha. It's a Klai Yisrael. They just lost the first set of Luchos. Not just. Right, a few few weeks ago, a few, a few months ago. Moshe Beidou comes down on Yom Kippur. Right, 120 days after Har Sinai. Right, 80 days after Chet Egel, And... They they want they want to get their Torah back. They've been learning and they're forgetting. They try to look at Moshe Rabbeinu because Reiyas Pnei seeing seeing our Rebbe, right? That's that that would help, but they couldn't. But that's the emphasis. They tried to. Maybe they'll remember, but it didn't work. They lost this Eitzah. Because of the ego, they weren't Roy. And therefore, that's the reality. We have to do the best we can under the new conditions. But that's why he quotes also, there are various Gemaras which talk about seeing the face of a Rebbe. Right, the, uh, the Gemara in Erevin, right, if you look on the, on the bottom, I'm a Rebbe. Rebbe says, why am I sharper than my friends? The Rebbe Meir Me'achorei. Right, I saw Rebbe Meir, but I only saw him from the back. If I had seen Rebbe from the front, if I had seen Rebbe Meir from the front, it would have been even more amazing. Seeing the Rebbe, right, seeing the tzaddik, seeing the face, that's the power. So we have to, and the Gemara talks about lahefach, or what else the opposite, but seeing a Russia, it's not even looking at the, at the Pnei HaRussia. But either way, the message for us is obviously try to, to be close to our Rebbeim, to be close to, to, to see our Rebbeim, to be in contact with our Rebbeim, even in, in, in this generation of, of, uh, of audio Torah, which is amazing. But, you know, we also have to do our best to try to have that personal visual connection, which is ma'aleh, which is good for zikaron. So we shall be zocha to, to, to have those relationships with these great people to be able to, to help us with our, with our Torah study. Okay, we'll have to stop here, and we will continue, uh, next week with, uh, Bayaka.